Hello, what's up? Today is Alexis's birthday, and we just moved to Pittsburgh, the two of us. So we have been really busy all week, and we're going to go into more detail about the move probably for next week's episode. But as of today, we don't have anything recorded because we spent all week driving back and forth between Ithaca and Pittsburgh. And right now, I'm in Pittsburgh in a really really pretty room that we have that has my plants in it and some other stuff and anyways I don't want to give away too many details because (laughs) the whole story of the move is coming up it's a pretty good one honestly yeah so instead of that I still wanted to give you some content for today and I literally just opened pitchfork I don't really go on pitchfork that much because like three quarters of the music they cover is something that I'm not interested in And I don't really trust their opinions. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's judging it. But anyways, I opened one and a headline caught my eye. That's from today called Imagining What Travis Scott's Forthcoming A24 Movie Will Look Like. Just some quick highlights from Travis Scott's Wikipedia page. If you're not familiar with him, you probably have heard his music if you've heard the radio ever. But if you don't know who he is off the top of your head... He is a rapper, and he is named Travis Scott because Kid Cudi's first name is Scott, and he is inspired a lot by Kid Cudi. He, let's see what else we got here. What's his most popular song? Sicko Mode was his first Billboard Hot 100. It was featuring Drake. He has a record label called Cactus Jack Records, and he was the first artist on the Hot 100 to have three songs debut at number one. Let me see what he's been nominated for a few he's been nominated for eight Grammys. Let me see what his most his biggest song. I mostly know him from he's collaborated a lot with other 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 things, I guess. So he has a fashion line with Nike, he collaborated with Dior, he had a McDonald's meal. He had something to do with PlayStation and yeah, let's see. What is his biggest song? He's been nominated for Sicko Mode. He was a songwriter on New Slaves. Uh, he has a song with SZA. He was nominated for a Latin Grammy with Rosalia. Oh, it was Rosalia's song featuring Travis Scott. Anyways, so big name. You probably have heard it. If you don't know what A24 is because you're not really into... <laughs> Uh, the indie, uh, they're not even really indie, are they? They kind of look indie. It's, what are the, A24 movies tend to, yeah, what's some big ones I've seen? Television, filmography, list of A24 films. So, Spring Breakers, The Bling Ring, Ex Machina, Room, The Witch, Moonlight, American Honey, The Florida Project. I'm naming it. I'm just naming ones that have Shia LaBeouf in them. Ladybird, Disaster Artist, um, Hereditary. Yeah, so those are some A24 films. You've seen. Oh, Uncut Gems. You've seen an A24 film, probably. You've heard of them. So that's A24. He basically posted on Instagram an A24 script in a box by Travis Scott. And his caption is, life is a movie, so so is this album. 
Cactus Jack and A24 set out to bring amazing content for the future through film and media, starting with this, and then the head exploding emoji. So, uh, I'm going to read the Pitchfork article. It's a column by... Wait, who is it by? Alphonse Pierre. And I'm just going to read it, and you can learn about it that way, kind of similar to the bonus episodes we put out from Wikipedia. uh, Pitchfork writer Alphonse Pierre's rap column covers songs, mixtapes, albums, Instagram freestyles, memes, weird tweets, fashion trends, and anything else that catches his attention. He has come up with four possible plot lines for Travis Scott's A24 movie. I think he came up with them. Uh, So the rest of this is from his perspective. I was getting worried. We're eight months into 2021, and the Travis Scott brand partners have been scarce. So I'm grateful for A24, the favorite movie studio of everyone in line at Tyler the Creator's Golf Wang store, for giving little old Travis a shot at his dream of diversifying his portfolio. Oh, I mean his dream of writing a movie to go along with his rumored upcoming album. If we know anything about Travis, this deal with A24 likely involves much more than a script. It's easy to imagine tie-in tote bags, mugs, and if this thing actually hits a movie theater, an extreme snack pack at the concession stand. But for now, let's focus on this script that may or may not actually exist and consider what kind of film it could turn into. Title, The Rage Within. Tagline, he thought he was a pointless creation until he found out he was an interstellar creative. Lakeith Stanfield stars as a dude who's getting dumped by his model girlfriend because he doesn't have a true passion. Distraught, he attempts to go off the grid and move into the wilderness, except during his trip out there, he's abducted by aliens, though they turn out to be pretty cool. He begins to adjust to alien society and stumbles into a job helping to craft the alien space gear. He turns out to be a natural and rapidly rises through the ranks of the alien design world. Ultimately, after much success, he is given a choice to return back to Earth, but chooses to stay with the aliens because everyday humans were actually repressing his creativity. He's different. Option number two is the lone rain wait, the lonely rager. Fashion was his life, but was his life being ruined by fashion? This coming-of-age movie is about a teenage misfit who gets roasted at school for his dreams of becoming a creative director for a lifestyle brand. The kid, played by style guru for all of NYU kids in Soho, Luca Saba, is a loner who fools around with the theater department's design equipment to make his own clothes, but he's still really cool and makes out with a bunch of girls and stuff. (laughs) Makes out with a bunch of- okay. Eventually, he posts a design to Instagram and goes viral because a famous rapper with a keen eye for fashion, Travis Scott playing himself, begins to share his pieces. The movie ends with the kid in Paris flipping through his profile in British Vogue as 90210 blares in the background. Option three, rage against the machine. It's not easy being a rebel, and it's even harder being the last one on Earth. Kid Cuddy plays a guy in a dystopian world where rage has been outlawed. The population of Earth wanders around like zombies, and Cuddy is on the run from a special force made to rein in people like him who are born to shotgun hard seltzers and take pics with two middle fingers up. He slowly begins to give in to this restrictive society's mandates until he meets a girl, Zoe Kravitz, who brings the the rager out of him once again. Here's an exclusive excerpt from a pivotal scene in the script. Zoe Kravitz says, Without rage, the world has tragically lost all of our creatives. You have the vision to change that. Kid Cudi says, Fuck, bro. Shit. You're right. (laughs) That's my- Wait, wait, wait. Let me read the last one before I respond. The rage will never die. The same trends that make you the la- Wait. The same trends that make you may be the same trends that kill you. It's a comedic horror flick about a teenager, that dude from Stranger Things, and the Idris Elba 
horse movie who doesn't fit in at school because he dresses like a punk, which according to Travis's script means he wears an Aerosmith t-shirt and 1500 Prada military boots. So he goes online and orders a fast fashion fit, ripped slim fitting jeans, a flannel, and it works... (laughs) And everyone immediately thinks he's cool. The only problem is that some point in the day he died. Wait. The only problem is that at some point in the day he dies after lighting a blunt and setting his new flannel on fire, only to find himself waking up back in that same morning once again, dressed in one of his old punk outfits. As much as he attempts to avoid this endless loop, he's stuck. Until one time he shows up to school in an outfit that doesn't conform to trends and miraculously lives to see another day. (laughs) those are the four ideas set forth by this pitchfork columnist my absolute favorite out of all of them and maybe it's just because he added the two actual i mean he does have he does have ideas for actors in all of them but the idea of kid cuddy being in a dystopia and zoe kravitz showing up is absolutely amazing to me the only way it could get better is if janelle monet was also somehow there and or doja cat i love the idea of sci-fi mixed with hip-hop and i say that kid cuddy and zoe kravitz do it better than a lot of people so yeah i uh you know kid cuddy's man on the moon and uh zoe kravitz yeah love it so that's that's the ideas set forth and all of this is inspired simply by one travis scott instagram post yeah, I'm looking at Travis Scott's Instagram now. He has 42 million followers. Wow. I never tried any of his meals, or um, I've never... I haven't spent a lot of time with his music either, but he's certainly a staple in culture right now. So I hope that you enjoyed this very, very, very short episode, under 10 minutes, and I hope that you have an amazing day. Today is Alexis's birthday, so if you're listening to the day that it's released, please send a shout out to her. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. You can always contact us at network at gmail.com. You can also reach us in our Instagram DMs or in the uh, what are Twitter DMs, I think. I don't really know how DMing on Twitter works. There's plenty of ways to reach us. Leave a five-star review if you like the podcast. And yeah, you can email us with anything. We've gotten a few emails. We're going to cover them in the next episode. And um, is that it? Yeah, I guess. Thanks for listening to Jawbreakers.